what could possibly deliver the American dream to a young girl growing up in a communist country? In this episode of Barn Stories, you'll hear how a horse did just that. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prins, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. The Barn Stories podcast is made with you, the listener, in mind, so we'd like to get to know you better. After this episode, visit equusmagazine.com slash podcast to take our brief listener survey. This episode of Barn Stories features a woman who comes to horses later in life, learning a lot about herself in the process. That's a common theme for True Tale stories, but this one stands apart from the others. To the woman in this story, horses offer deliverance from a life in which the pursuit of happiness just didn't exist. Horses, and specifically riding one through the desert, represented everything she thought she could never achieve. I want to take a moment to comment on the wonderful job our reader Taylor Autumn has done with all of our stories, but particularly this one. Taylor conveys the opening scene of this story so well that if you close your eyes, you can almost feel the desert air on your face and smell the horse beneath you. Taylor really transforms us from a story you read to a story you experience. So let's listen to The American Dream, written by Daniela Chabuk and read by Taylor Autumn. It is hot, with no trace of wind, and the sun is bearing down on me. Not far away, half buried in the sand, are bleached bones of a cow. I shudder. My horse continues his slow canter, and I am grateful for the air he stirs with his movement. There is no one else in sight. I pull slightly on my reins and sit deeper into the saddle. My horse slows to a walk, snorts happily, and tries to grab a bit of greenery from a mesquite branch, but he misses it. The cloud of dust we have created settles slowly behind us. It is all so quiet. I can hear an insect buzzing, and in front of me a small rabbit darts out from under a bush and hops to another. I dig into my saddlebag and pull out my map. The waterhole I'm heading for should be ahead and to the left, maybe three or five miles away. I put the map back into the saddlebag and urge my horse forward. He trots easily ahead. I smile timidly, and then I can't contain it, and a full-blown grin pulls at my lips. And since I am all by myself in the middle of nowhere, I have to let go and laugh out loud. Just a few years ago, riding alone in the desert like this was only a dream, something I had yearned for since I was a little girl who watched every cowboy movie. But back then... It seemed like a fantasy that would never come true. I grew up in Bucharest, Romania, a city girl in a communist nation where horses could be seen and touched only at the zoo. If you did not have relatives in the country, there was simply no other way to get near a horse or any other farm animal. 
and the desert? My corner of Europe is full of forests and mountains, rivers and the sea. For most of us behind the Iron Curtain, the lonely expanses existed only in the flickering images on the television. They may as well have been on a different planet. And so the possibility of one day riding off alone into the sunset remained only a girlish fantasy. It's only natural you want what's best for your horse. Wholesome blends from Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition combine specially selected whole seeds and vegetables with a premium level of balanced nutrition. Crafted using the safest manufacturing practices, Wholesome Blends feeds are 100% soy-free with no added iron. For a buy three, get one free coupon, visit tributeequinenutrition.com. But the longing never left me as the decades passed. And suddenly the world changed around me. I was 43 years old and had come to America, to the edge of a desert. Almost overnight, it seemed to have materialized beneath my feet, all sand and thorns and dry heat. But this scene had existed only in my imagination for so long. It was difficult to accept that it was real. My husband, Redu, familiar with my dream, did not see any problem. Here's the desert, he said. Go get a horse and ride. But suddenly I was paralyzed. Scared of horses, of riding, of everything that was different from my life in the city. Like a house cat familiar only with the comfort of her controlled environment. I thought the outdoors was exciting, but something to be viewed only from behind a glass door. I was at ease only with my dream. Reality was frightening. The thought of getting out there induced a heart-pounding panic. So my husband bought me a horse, a gray Arabian named Ashtar. Still, I was too much of a coward to get on him. In the end, Radu took lessons, not I. And it was he who rode Ashtar through the desert, disappearing into the distance, while I stood behind and watched them grow ever smaller in my binoculars. All I could do was keep wishing. Was my dream a lie, then? Was I the person who sits at the side of the road, longing to travel, but never dares to take the first step? I had to find out. So, I began what turned out to be an intense emotional and physical adventure. My hands shook, and my breath nearly failed me as I approached my first lesson. It was a whole year before I could canter without hyperventilating. Getting to know my new horse, a spirited Arabian named Sir Buck, took another few months. Then I spent many more months trying to master my unsteady heartbeat while riding him. When I was finally able to join Redu on a 35-mile endurance ride, I had to quit halfway through. The anxiety was just too much to overcome. I barely endured a 12-mile fun ride, and I aborted God knows how many more unofficial nightmarish rides. Then, finally, I completed a 35-mile ride, and the motto, to finish is to win, resonated in my heart like it was meant for me. Today, I can tell you how the desert smells in the morning, how high and blue the sky is, how hot it can get out there, and how cute the little white-tailed bunnies can be. I can tell you how smooth and glossy my horse's coat is and how he smells when he sweats. 
My dream is still lurking in my subconscious mind. It has been there for so long that it has a permanent house now, I suppose. But now, each time I slide my foot into the stirrup and look out between the ears of my horse, my fantasy becomes a reality, and I thank God for this miracle. And I still laugh with abandon in the middle of the desert, especially if I'm sure nobody is near. But if on one of your rides, you happen to see a woman laughing as she sits in the saddle, try to share in her happiness. Because we are living proof, no matter how distant and unattainable your dreams may seem, they can come true. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.